What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And this week, I'm taking one of the topics that came up in my interviews with Wellpreneurs. It's the issue of getting that spark back in your business or in your work in general, not just your business. But I know that running your own business and having any sort of work that you're doing, it can go in waves. So you can love it and then you just kind of fall out of love with it for a while. So we're exploring that issue today. I'm going to share my own cycles that I've been through with loving my work and hating my work back when I had my corporate job and some things that I've done to get myself unstuck. And I'll share some strategies that you can use as well, no matter what part you're in in that cycle. So as you know, I've been having lots of conversations with members of the Wellpreneur community and something that I am just so excited about that has come out of it. I'm finally ready to share with you today. I'm creating a new program and the program is opening just now and it will start on April 15th, 2019. So I'm in London in the Northern Hemisphere and it's spring. We're like teetering on the cusp of spring. And there's something really special about the energy of spring, right? It's all about rebirth and fresh starts and realignment and growth and green and just all this fresh new energy that's coming out in the world, right? So I'd like to introduce to you my brand new program. It's called Alchemy and Action. And this is a seasonal program. So this very first one that we're running is all about spring. Alchemy in action is rituals and remedies and aligned action to let your life and work flow. It's a little bit crazy because in our world these days, we just expect to live the same year round. But actually, for most of the 200,000 years that humans have been around, we've been completely living in tune with the seasons because there wasn't any other choice. Well, these days, we all think that we like to start our years in January, in the middle of winter. Now, this is kind of crazy because what's winter? Winter's all about a time of resting and restoring and nourishing and drawing inwards. It's like this really inwards-looking energy. And now, spring, this is the time for fresh starts and getting out in the world and creating things and cleaning and letting go of what doesn't work and making space for the new. This is the time to harness that energy, to tap into it, to create what you really want in your life and business. And that's what we're going to be doing together in Alchemy and Action. Alchemy and Action is my brand new four-week online experience, and it's starting on April 15th. I'm running this very first Alchemy in Action as a beta program. So that means that I'm looking for women who want to step up and participate in this program and also give me feedback as we go along because I'm going to be learning from your insights and inspirations and your wins and your ahas to shape the future of Alchemy in Action. I am so excited about this program, if you can't tell. I've been teaching seasonal natural beauty classes and seasonal herbal remedy classes for years, but this is the first time that I've pulled that whole looking at seasonal energies into your life and your work. 
and helping us to harness that to really create what we want to create in our lives with ease and flow and this kind of positive excitement that goes along with spring. So if you're at all curious about this alchemy and action and using the energy of spring to create what you want in your life, then you can check it out for more details at amandacook.me slash spring, amandacook.me slash spring. And like I said, we start on April 15th and I'd love for you to join us in this first online experience. It's just, I'm really excited for it and I can't wait to see what, what it's going to open up in your life. Okay, now let's jump into the main part of this episode and talk about getting that spark back for your work again. So I've had this situation happen a few times and I'll share my story with you about how I've fallen in and out of love with my work. And when I say work, it really is however you define the word work. So it could be your own business that you're working on. It could be a corporate job or another type of job. It could be your creative work. Whatever it is that you define as your work in the world, this similar cycle happens. And what I want you to realize is that this is a cycle. It comes and goes. And for me, falling out of love with my work is, well, it's not pleasant to go through, is it? It's like, unpleasant and uncertain, and I desperately want to get out of it at that time. But it always seems to precede a period of real growth and change in my life. And it's as if, you know, this sudden dissatisfaction with your work is, it's like a precursor to like, you've outgrown this or something has shifted and something needs to change. And that doesn't mean you need to leave your job or quit your business or change industries. It doesn't mean that. But it means that you need to actually, it's like an opportunity to take a look at what's working, what's not working, what's changed, and find some points for growth. So let me share my story with you because I've fallen out of love with my work a couple times in my life. My first job after university, I was working at a software startup in Washington, D.C., and I loved it for a few years. I was totally engaged. I loved the team that I was working on. I was super challenged. I was managing the professional services team. Actually, as a new college graduate, because it was a startup, I actually started the professional services team, which is crazy, and was quickly, I got a series of promotions, and then I started hiring people, and I was running these really high-profile client engagements, and I just loved the other people that worked there. They were, we were all in our early 20s. It was just so awesome for a few years. And then I had basically what ended up being a quarter-life crisis. I broke up with my long-term boyfriend, and it, after getting through just the emotional wreckage of that, it really, really hit me. It kind of threw everything into my life, everything in my life really under the spotlight. And I started questioning everything and just wondering, why am I doing this? Is this really me? Like this life I've created, which I can get into more some other time, but it, it really started just making me really think about where I was spending my time and who I was spending my time with. And suddenly I knew that this wasn't my life. This wasn't what it was supposed to be. And what I really wanted was to move to Europe because I'd always wanted to live in France. That had been a dream. And I'd completely given it up when I was dating that guy because he wasn't interested in that. And you know, you know how we change ourselves for other people when we're younger, um, lesson learned there. But um, so I really wanted to reconnect with that dream. And as I went through that process, suddenly I fell totally out of love with my work. And it started, it's like, it was like a ripple effect. 
I started not caring about work so much. I just wasn't as motivated. I started having issues with my bosses and my coworkers. And I think it's just because I'd had like a seismic shift in my life, just an absolute massive shift in perception of myself and in what I wanted. And it made me fall out of love with my work. So what was really cool was in that situation, when I got really clear, and I still honestly don't know how this happened, except just synchronicity, which I've had happen multiple times in my life. And it's just so comforting. And I almost trust it now that the right opportunities will present themselves. But at the time, I was very much in my head. And I was like, I have to figure out a solution to how I'm going to start loving my life again. And what I really wanted, I got really clear on the idea that I wanted to live in France. And literally within a couple weeks of making that decision, I got a call out of a blue, out of the blue from an acquaintance from college who I didn't even keep in touch with. I don't know how she got my number. And she said she'd just been contacted by a French software company that was looking for a director of professional services, which is exactly what I was doing. So I got that job, which was amazing. And I got to work for a French company, still in DC, but speaking French and, and all of that. And at the same time, I was like really putting myself out there and going to international events and French meetups and like, and it, it really shifted my life in that situation. And so I did that and I, I fell back in love with my work. You know, it kind of got back in the flow. It was a new challenge, all these new people to meet more international travel. I got to go to Paris for training. We had a whole French office. So I was speaking French. It was like really exactly what I wanted. But then of course, a couple of years later, I started to get that itch again. You know, you wanted to live in France and like, yeah, you get to go there on business occasionally, but this isn't really it. You need to get out of Washington, D.C. And a similar thing happened again. I was trying to a thousand ways to get myself to move to France. And at the end of the day, right when I was about to resign, my boss just said, well, we've got this opening in the French office. Why don't you take it? Which was moving into sales, which was something I'd not done before, but it was a chance to live in Paris. So I did that. And so it's like those moments in those two situations, it was like those moments where I was just feeling like I just didn't love my work anymore. I mean, I'm downplaying. I make it sound so easy. At the time, it was like so much drama and crying and frustration and journaling and like all sorts of crap talking to my friends for hours because I really wanted to change the situation and I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do. I didn't see the path forward. So, and then this has happened again. So even with my own business, you know, I once I left my corporate job and started my own business, the first thing I started doing, I was basically just desperate to make money. I was like, anything anybody will pay me for, I will do, which you might be nodding your head because a lot of us do this um, when we get started out. And so people would ask me to do their website or to do some tech stuff for them. Will I set up their email list or help them change a page on their website or whatever it is, set up their social media profiles because I knew how to do that because I was techie and I'd done it for myself. So I did it. I started setting up people's websites, which is insanity when I look back at it, because although I could do it, it's definitely not my strength. You know, I'm not the best in the world at doing websites and I actually hated it. But at the time I was so into, oh my gosh, I'm making money on my own and people are paying me and hiring me that I was kind of into the work. But then within like the first year, it became really clear, like I'd really fallen out of love with my work. It's happened again later. Well, anyway, so I, I basically stopped doing that, which was quite scary and shifted my business more into marketing and coaching and, and that type of stuff. But it happened again, too, where I've fallen out of love with things. And for me, that was with this podcast, like posting the podcast episodes all the time and trying to prepare them every week that I really lost the love for it. And then that was a moment where I outsourced and was able to hire somebody to help me with that. So I'm just sharing these moments that 
In my experience, falling out of love with your work, it goes in cycles. And for me, in my experience, it always precedes a moment of growth or it's like a result of growth. And then it's like a change to allow you to really grow into this new role. So if you're feeling like you're not in love with your work, first of all, I want you to just know that it's normal and to forgive yourself. Like, don't do what I did, which is just beat myself up and want to be out of the pain as quickly as possible and really want to figure out the solution. You just need to realize that this is normal. And I think the most important attitude is to be really curious to explore it and see what this falling out of love with your work can teach you. Where can it lead you? I think curiosity is an amazing strength that we can all cultivate. If you follow your curiosity, it leads you in the direction you need to go in. You know, I don't know why that works. Honestly, I have no idea, but it does. Like the things you're curious about, not everybody's curious about. And so I think following that curiosity and cultivating that curiosity is a key to bringing more synchronicity into your life, actually, and taking the pressure off. So I'm not saying don't try to figure it out. Don't try things because you certainly should. But I think our curiosity opens doorways and leads us down paths to what we're meant to be doing. So falling out of love with your work can be sparked by so many things, right? But the big ones that I've found are if you have a big personal life situation, so something big happens with your health or your relationship or your family, uh, you know, big, like the big rocks in your life, when one of those shifts, then this can also cause you to like, it shakes up everything and your work can no longer be satisfying anymore. That can happen. That's like me when I went through that breakup. It just suddenly, it didn't fit me. That wasn't who I was anymore. You can also fall out of love with your work if your priorities change. So this can happen just naturally as you get older or if you start a family, for example, or again, you get into a relationship or you decide that you want to go after something else in your life. Then suddenly the work that fit you before and felt satisfying it can just fall flat. The other thing is if you're really working on yourself as a person and you're growing and have experienced a bunch of personal growth, again, you can just not fit with that work anymore. And of course, it can happen with external circumstances in your work. So maybe something changes at your job. You know, I've had a management shift and it got really unfun for a while while we had new management come in. And then sometimes management shifts and it becomes fun again, or there's a staffing change or, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that can happen that are also external causes that can help you, that can just cause you to fall out of love with your work. Okay, so if you're feeling this way, let's talk about what you can do. So the first thing is, as I mentioned, remember that this is a cycle and it comes and goes. And I really truly believe that it precedes a period of growth. So it's totally natural. So forgive yourself. Just be like, yeah, I've fallen out of love with my work. Cool, it's happening. I forgive myself. You know, I am where I am. And then giving yourself permission to be curious and explore it and see where it can teach you and where it can lead you. I just wanted to say that again, because I think being open to that curiosity is going to lead you in the right direction. Okay. Now the second piece of advice I have, which I guess I didn't take myself, but I would just like to plant it as a seed. I wish I had not stressed so much about the exact deadline of when I was going to get out of it. I felt like I'd fallen out of love with my work. And then I didn't know what to do. And I just desperately wanted to change it. And all I wanted to do, I didn't spend a ton of time figuring out exactly why not. I just wanted to change it. So I just wanted a new job or to move to France or whatever. I just wanted a different thing. And I put a load of pressure on myself. And I'd sit around and stress out and angst and journal and get like really worked up about it. And actually, easier said than done, I know. But 
if you can kind of step back a little bit and realize it's a natural cycle and kind of allow yourself to be in the flow with it, again, by following your curiosity, it kind of leads you in the right direction forward. Now, some of you are like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I used to be that way. So there's this idea, this dichotomy that I love to play with of like your intellect versus your intuition. And I was raised 100% intellect and I was way into it. So I did super well at school. I've always been a total bookworm. I like went to a really good university. I'm like all about, I'm smart. I can figure it out, right? Which I still, I still believe you can figure anything out, right? But this whole idea of intuition and following your gut feeling and stepping into the flow and maybe releasing control a little bit. Like if you know the general direction you want to go, what if you just kind of let go a little bit and let yourself go in that situation? That I was completely against and scared of and skeptical about. I just really didn't see how that could work. And what I've learned is that actually that little bit of letting go and getting into the flow it kind of allows the magic to happen in life. And that's actually been where my like the biggest opportunities come from. Like things just come up and it's not because I forced myself to do it and I had a 20 point plan with a timeline. You know, that's not the stuff that caused magic and miracles in my life. It was setting the clear intention and then kind of putting it out there of what I wanted and then following my curiosity and being open to these opportunities. So if you're in that situation where you're feeling like you're out of love with your work, then the first thing I want you to do, well, after you forgive yourself, right, and know that it's normal, is that we need to calibrate your inner compass. So what I mean by that is there is that intuition, that gut feeling that's going to bring you, give you little nudges in the right direction. Now, the reality is if you're exhausted, so you're not sleeping, you're not taking care of yourself, you're like eating too much crap or drinking too much or smoking too much or whatever it is, your compass is not going to really be calibrated. So you're not going to be led. You're going to be led who knows where, probably someplace ego-driven. Like, oh yeah, if I just took that job with more money, then that would be better. When actually, like we want to get into really kind of the nudges that come from your deep core essential self. So the first thing to do if you're feeling like you're out of love with your work is to check your self-care. Now, I know a lot of you listening, you know all about self-care, but it is so important. And even though we teach it, we preach it to our own clients, we don't always do it ourselves, especially when we're starting to feel down. So if you are falling out of love with your own work, I want you to check your sleep, your nourishment, your movement. And another one that I like to include is getting time in nature every day. And what I like to do to combine these together for movement and nature is just get outside and take at least a 10 minute walk in nature every day without devices. So no podcasts, no music. I just want you to notice. So if you start to look at these self-care things, sleep, nourishment, nature, movement, you're going to start to become more present and be obviously nourishing and restoring yourself so that your inner compass is going to be more accurate. Now, once you've done that, and while you're doing that, while you're getting yourself back on track, then rather than obsessing about the specific thing that you want to change, it's important to start at a deeper level. So rather than saying, oh, I just need to get XYZ job with this promotion and da-da-da at a different company, rather than worrying about that, let's go a bit deeper into what you really want. And the first question that I want you to answer and explore, I don't, I don't even want to say answer. I want to say I want you to explore the idea of freedom. 
what does freedom mean to you? And I suggest doing this through writing. So really journaling about it. What does freedom mean to you? What does freedom look like for you? What was freedom in your ideal life look like? And then the next one to explore is impact. What impacts do you want to have in the world? It's a big loaded question. You don't need to get the right answer. There's no right answer. It's not graded. Nobody else is going to see this. But explore those ideas of freedom and impact. And then I really like to do an ideal day exercise. So in your ideal day, what would that look like? You know, where would you wake up? We've, we've done this before on the podcast, but walking through step-by-step through your ideal day. Now, what those are doing is helping you get clear on what you really want. And there's lots of ways to get there. You know, it's not just by getting this one promotion or by switching to this different industry that you're going to have that. In fact, if you just make like a rash decision and you're like, I just need to leave and start my own business, or I just want to be a cupcake baker. If you haven't gone through this exercise to really figure out what you really want on a deeper level, you are likely you're just going to recreate your situation. Like you'll be fine for a couple of years and then it will get unsatisfying again. So once you've kind of mapped out freedom, impact, and your ideal day, then I'd like you to play with the idea of how could you bring a little bit of that into your day now? So for example, when I was in my job in Washington, D.C., and I really wanted to move to France, one thing that I did that was excellent was I started going to international and French meetups in D.C. And that was great because I suddenly started surrounding myself with people that had lived in France and that also wanted to live in France and we were speaking French and other people from all over the world. And it kind of moved me towards it. So just start to look at like, how can you bring a little bit of whatever it is that you want into your day now? And one last area to look at is with your current work. Just think back to why did you used to like this work? If you did, you know, what did you used to love about it? And just list out some of those things and then explore like what's changed, like have external circumstances changed. So maybe there's a management change or they started a new division or they gave you more responsibility or less or, you know, you used to love like doing the work, but now you're managing and it doesn't make you as happy, for example. Or has something internal changed? Have you gone through big personal development or a, you know, a cataclysmic event in your life? So what are the things that have changed that? you that could be the factors that made you fall out of love with your work. And what that does is help you to see, you know, are there ways that you can shift your current work so that you do love it again? Because really, here's the three options that you have. You can change within your same work. And so there's a lot of ways that you can hire somebody to take over part of it or talk with somebody else at your company about expanding or refining your role in a way so that you can focus on the work that you really love doing. That could be a possibility. You could change to the same type of work in a different field or in a different company, or you could change totally to a different type of work, but you don't need to decide that yet. I think it's most important to go through these exercises to figure out what is it that you really want on a deeper level and what is it about the work that you love and then what might have changed to make you fall out of love with it. So like I said, you know, it's so tempting to just want to make a rash decision and just get out of your current situation, but I'd really encourage you again to forgive yourself, follow your curiosity. Take care of yourself so that your inner compass is well aligned and then do a little bit of this exploration. Now, if you'd like to go deeper into the idea of the inner compass, I got that concept from Martha Beck and one of her, my favorite book of hers is Finding Your North Star, Finding Your Own North Star. Um, We'll link it up in the show notes for you. But I found that like for me, that was the book that really helped me get clear on that I wanted to start my own business and that I wanted to become a health coach. 
So that was a hugely transformative book for me. And if you'd like to continue this discussion and talk with us, you can come find us. There's over 4,000 Wellpreneurs in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. So come over there, Wellpreneur community. And for sure this week, we're going to be talking about falling in and out of love with your work and some strategies to make it better. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can find all the links in the show notes at wellpreneuronline.com. Now, don't forget that I am just launching my brand new beta program called Alchemy and Action. Alchemy and Action is all about springtime rituals, remedies, and aligned actions to let your life and work flow. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm looking for women who would like to join the beta program to create this incredible program with me this spring. We're starting on April 15th. So if you are at all curious about Alchemy in Action, you can learn more at amandacook.me slash spring. That's amandacook.me slash spring. Okay, have a fantastic week and I will see you back here next week with our next episode, which is an interview and it's going to be a good one. See you then.